Activism isn't about being loud, it's about making a meaningful change. I'm a catalyst for change. Catalyst for change. I saw what was happening to our planet and the injustice of climate change. I was like, wow, I'm an activist at heart. Combining art and activism to inspire change. I had to find my place in activism as a young black woman. I realized you're never too small to take action. Youth have ideas for what a climate resilient future looks like. Protecting the environment isn't a wise people's thing. It's something for everyone. I wanted to learn about how inequality, poverty and gender intersect. Intersectional feminism is important to discuss. Now people are joining me and we're making change. I had to learn to trust my abilities and understand that my voice mattered. I proved to myself what I could do. Change needs to start with you and me. Youth are leading. And welcome back to Youth Tell All, the homegrown South African podcast that is sharing stories of young people taking action to create a more sustainable, inclusive and equitable world for all. We're your hosts, Bunalo Mwikanyani, and I am with my co-host, with the most, Zahir Suleiman, and we're so excited to be kicking things off for season two, baby. Let's go. Now, Bunalo, let's, let's take a moment. Wasn't it just like yesterday we were battling against each other in Model UN. Literally, our schools were our rivals. But, but you know what they say, keep, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies, enemies closer. <laughs> for those of you joining us for the very first time, who have no idea what Youth Tell All is all about, this is a youth-driven, youth-produced podcast that's by the youth, for the youth. Amidst all of the chaos in the world, we're here to inspire you by sharing these little sparks of light that are setting the world ablaze. For today's episode, we're joined by none other than the one and only King Solomon Kumede. Yeah. Who's 23 years old and joins us all the way from Pumalanga. King, welcome. Hi. Thank you. (laughs) Hi. Now, King, I have a very serious question for you. (laughs) If you were a scented candle, what scent would you be? I love I love trees and I love grass, so something something there. Nature. Yeah. He's nature. he's giving us a snippet. Okay, yeah. okay. No, I hear you guys, but let's jump straight into the podcast and waste no more time. Cool, cool, cool. Got you. King, take the throne, wear the crown, and serve us your story. Let's go. Okay. Hi everyone. Uh my name is King Solomon Kamete and I'm from Sekunda in Pumalanga. Um so yeah, my story uh, does not begin there. My story starts in Leandra. That's where I grew up and uh that's where I attended high school and primary. And um life in uh Leandra was not that great. And I I went to school there and as I said and I I used to walk to school just like everyone else in in Leandra. I used to walk to and from school, walk to um, our mini little town, um, walk to uh, my friends' houses. I literally like walked That's everywhere. Walking, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a life there. Um, the, the 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 economic state in in um, Leandra was not great. People are poor. More people stay in RTB houses. Um, stay in shacks. Um, but there are people who like drive cars and like have decent jobs. But like mm. most of the people there are. Poor, right? And that was me. That was my life, um, growing up in, in, in Leandra. So 
For someone that grew up in Leandra, um, there's a place called Secunda. It's a city or a town um, 30 minutes away from Leandra, and that's where I stay now. So growing up as a young boy, that's who, that's the place I saw as an economic hub because that's mm. where sure. the big malls are. Um, that's where jobs are at. Um, that's, that's the place you want to stay in, mm. right? <laughs> yeah. um, so that's the, the place I guess I, I aspired to, to stay in or find myself. So growing up in Leandra was not the worst, but it wasn't, it wasn't great. Our house was built next to um, a soccer stadium. So that's where I spent most of my time after school. That, that's where I'd hang out with my friends. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and so that's where I'd hang out with my friends, play like kids do. Um, and we used to um, play in the streets, like the dirty, polluted streets, dirty streams of running water by the road. And just being young and being consumed in that world, I did not, no, I was living in poverty, right? Um, cause I'd never seen any other world than the world, the world that I was living in. So yeah, that was the life then for like growing up uh, or as, 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 as I grew older, it, it became an issue. It became a shame as soon as I realized or started to see other worlds and to see the inequalities of society sure. um to see that oh okay there's actually other people that live a better life than the one that I have right and it started to raise questions that what if I end up here for the rest of my life what if I get trapped in this environment and and it was terrifying as a as a youngster growing up so around around the same time I was in grade 10 14 years of age we had a pollution issue in our, in our, in our school. So a littering problem. Um, and that was a, that was a problem for me. And it used to ache me so much. And I, I think I'm a problem solver. So I, I, so I got together with my friends and, and we went to our principal. And then we, um, so our lunch, our, well, lunch break was an hour. So we actually went to the principal and asked him to give us 10 minutes of that hour at the end of the, uh, the hour so that we can use the 10 minutes as a cleanup, um, oh, wow. at the school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just to think about it now. It was very scary. <laughs> we went there and then we asked the principal if this going, is going, was it going to be possible? I said, yeah, sure. And then, um, he agreed. And then we, we asked that every student, like 10 to, cause our lunch was at 11. Mm-hmm. So like 10 to te- 10 to 12, mm. every learner gets out of the class oh, and like we go and we keep pick up all the waste and put it in bins. Cause the waste was generated by the learners from yeah. like, con- like sure. after consuming whatever snacks that they had, they just throw away the, like mm-hmm. the stuff wherever they, they liked. And that went, w- that went well and it was a success. Um, later that year, uh, my life science teacher asked me to participate in an environmental, environmental sustainability project, which is administered by SIA, Youth at SIA, that is. And, um, that's a, a project that we needed as youngsters. So it was a, a district initiative, like an inter, um, district initiative where different schools come together and then we all have to identify an issue and then come up with a solution. Mm. And we have to do that through a research paper. So we had to do that and we went, um, for a workshop, which was a upskilling and, uh, and an upskilling, basically an upskilling workshop, um, telling us what to expect in doing the research and how to go about doing our research. So I remember this very well. So we went to this recreational club in King Rose and, uh, we were sitting there and we had, 
a facilitator mm-hmm. and like sharing with us like the expectations of the project and how it's going to be and the possibilities if you were to, to like be the winning team, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember me and my friends sitting and there's, there's also other learners as well, group of learners as well. And tra- like we had the, a topic pack and we needed to, to choose a topic from that pack, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like we're grappling and trying to, to choose which, which one can we choose, right? And there it was, waste management. And then after choosing that, the, the, the session ended and then we were driving back home and our, our mentor, teacher, um, so she started sharing with us the responsibility that comes with, um, being part of the, the project and also the effort and the work that we have to put in, right? And, um, and also like that we have to take this serious because these are actually important topics in, in, in our society, right? Sure. And for a moment, I, it felt, I felt overwhelmed. I'm like, <laughs> okay, will I be able to pull this off? Sure. Are we going to be the, 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 are we, are we the right people for this? What do we know? Like we, we were just like, okay, we just like grade, grade 10 students. What, what do we know about waste management? What we, can we possibly change? Cause this is a global issue, right? But then in that moment, it was also like, we in it. You might as well just try. <laughs> right. 100%. Yeah. So yeah, after that, we went back. So we'd work on the, on the project, the research paper. So we did research, really gave it our all, did research during the day, even after school, went to our local, um, library. And we would just like utilize information that we got, like mm. do interviews, like in-person interviews, asking people around the location. Um, yeah, just like reading papers, really just trying to immerse ourselves in trying, trying to find information and then use that information to create solutions, right? Um, and we, we, we went beyond the call of duty, I'd like to believe. So after writing that research paper, we had to obviously submit it and then it had to be um, marked. And then we were one of the winning teams that wrote sure. a good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very exciting. So we, we, we won like that part and then we had to present our work. So we went and presented our work and then the winning um presented had the opportunity to attend YLC like the youth, Poli- youth leaders conference mm-hmm. um later that year, which I'll I'll touch on later on. So that happened. Um but then I think that's when it all started for me, basically. That's when my advocacy and activism journey started. Mm-hmm. And after that I just would apply to different volunteering opportunities just to, to gain experience and skills. Um, I'd really apply to opportunities that I, I thought would spearhead me to an idea that, it, that I want mm-hmm. of the type of work that I'd like to do. Um, and I think that's what refined me into a waste management enthusiast and, uh, an advocate for waste reclaimers rights that I am today. So in 2014, I attended the Young Leaders Conference and uh, we launched a group which is called YPC, which is a youth policy committee, which is a convening group that brings together youngsters across the country engaging in uh, youth policy work, uh, specifically policy that affects youth. And um, so, yeah, that's I've been part of that then since 2014. And, um, being part of YLC and being part of YPC made me really realize the importance of working together as young people. Because sure. considering the magnitude of the, the, the weight, this issue mm. that we're trying to address are, right? Like 
it's not a one man job and we can better do it together right definitely um so that's that's one thing while it was interesting to do all this policy work i also kept on on um thinking that we needed to do um groundwork um as much as this work going on at national government i also felt an urge to do work at, at, mm. at local level right because that's where i'm from or that's where i grew up and i that was that was that, that's how i actually like visualize things that as much as things could move at national level i'd also like things to change where i'm from right yeah. so in 2017 i joined amber Sub shop and amber Sub shop is a initiative that um teaches young people from disadvantaged backgrounds um economic social and environmental um responsibility um doing that through a recycling model so at Amber Sub Shop, we have been doing a lot of work, but basically what happens is people from Ambulantly community collect waste, um, plastic, tin, and glass. They bring it to us. We have a system that we use. We help them uh, weigh the waste, and then our system generates out of the weight of the waste generate points and then you use that point to get a shop right or a checkers voucher wow yeah and then you get to use that to purchase whatever that you want because we didn't want to give people money yeah right and um so yeah out of that so just for perspective a thousand points is mm -hmm. a thousand rand so you get a thousand wow. vouchers yeah <laughs> Yo. and we have we've, we've had people who like reach like two thousand and we work with a local recycler from Mbalenja as well who we sell the waste to and then we use that income to um do operational cost and then the rest of the money to purchase vouchers that's fantastic yeah and 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 it's been great because we have now a team of plus minus 20 volunteers committed sure. amazing i must say <laughs> amazing sure. committed volunteers that assist us because uh, we host every second every first week of every month and we've have days where just like any other work, you're just tired, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just tired because we have a we we have a weighing um, station outside. So sometimes I do go and work outside, mm. and it will be a hot, sunny day, and there's like waste everywhere that you that seems not to end, <laughs> and the day just goes slow, right? And you're just like tired, but then just seeing the 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 smiles in people's faces. Sure. The fatigue just goes away. You like, you know what? <laughs> it's for a good cause. Yeah. At the end of the day, you get to sleep with your back aching, but it was for a good but cause. But you carried the world. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, just to, 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 to see the great success of servicing other people. And in that process, also just finding yourself and what, sure. what really drives you. And just to in, also enjoying it makes it much more easy. You're giving me chills. Eh? <laughs> literally, like, I, literally. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was reflecting on the policy work that I've done through YPC, or maybe it was spending time at Amber Shop Shop with all the people, just asking them how the project has been impacting their lives. But I really started to think about the idea of justice and just engaging in policy within the waste management um, space made me realize how much or not as much reclaimers or waste pickers are formalized even at national level. Sure. And I felt, okay, this is unfair. Like they play a very big role in cleaning up mm -hmm. our environment and in, in 
legit the the waste management sector that they at least the least the government could do is just to formalize them right and that's when i um got interested in in justice and and later on i think that's actually what motivated me to to study environmental justice as an advocate for waste reclaimers right to um formally by education and also activism work advocate for their rights mm-hmm. um as as waste speakers so after all of this I'd like to believe I've changed for the better and the work still continues to, the work like has not stopped basically. Inspiring. And, um, my heart for, for people in, in communities is really greatly shaped by the work that I've been able or fortunate to do or be part of. And just some of the successes that we've seen with different organizations and programs and that even today, the type of youth work that I, I engage in or dis, when I decide to engage in a certain type of youth work, that is inspired by the work that I've done all over the years, right? And just having that heart for, for people in communities that the community that I was living in, that I, that I grew up in, that I relate with what maybe the, the situation that they find themselves in right now. So yeah, that's my story. Sure. That's fantastic. Like, it's so inspiring. I think what's so inspiring for me about your story, right, is the idea that activism is not some far-fetched idea or advocacy isn't just for, you know, isn't, is, is not exclusive. That it's just, it's just a love for one's people and where we come from and what we do, right? That it's just, hey, putting up your hand and saying, let me just let me just clean up the school, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like that te- that grade ten. You're not even in grade twelve. Yeah. Just taking that amount of initiative to put themselves out there, so courageous, and I think so awe inspiring. Yeah. You know that we can all be activists in our own right and advocate in whatever capacity that we can. Yeah. Really. And to be able to just work with so many young people throughout, like you said, sure. getting kids in your school to yeah. then do it, and now you have twenty twenty committed volunteers. Like yeah. just being sure. able to get so many people. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Good on you, King. <laughs> <laughs> So now we, we just have a couple of questions for you. And I think I want to start off by saying one of the challenges that young people face today, I mean, I personally face this also, is just knowing where to begin and knowing what to do and where to start. And the fact that you're part of this swap shop, you've been doing all of these initiatives and having this knowledge and skills to be able to start up these kinds of things and manage the admin and all of that, like mm-hmm. that's that's a big thing. And you've done that. So well done on you. Thank you. But how did you be able to manage all of these sort of things that go in and around the swap shop? Okay. So I work with a group of four. Um, so we all assigned different roles. And um, um, just to say, I'm, I, I manage our social media. Oh, <laughs> let me say I try manage our social media. I think it's just finding a group of people that can identify your strengths mm. and weaknesses I'd like to believe that is very key. Yeah, very important. So that, um, you, you are positioned in, in a, in a space where you drive or enjoy. As a young person, we have the freedom to move around and change. Mm. Um, and just ask, you know, <laughs> if, if, if you'd like a certain role somewhere, mm-hmm. just ask, can I, can I maybe be part of this team? Cause I, I, I feel I'm more inclined to this idea right i believe it's very easy to go for issues that voluntarily present themselves to you Mm. 
it's always easier that way because then you don't have to try hard to solve sure, someone else's good. problem mm. but like solve an immediate problem right here where that's you that's happening have. in your own community exactly yeah. and start small right i think they always say like start small start where you are start small start, start with what you have and then as you move just then involve other people as well mm-hmm. into the ship because that will help you sure sure incredible incredible i think just listening to your story right we've kind of witnessed how your advocacy and your activism has evolved through time right yeah. so it starts off at school level yeah. kind of transitions into you know like actual policy work yeah. and then we go on to see you going into environmental justice right yeah. which is something that's pretty interesting never heard of like rights of reclaimers yeah. right specifically called reclaimers yeah. can you just Unpack that a bit more. Like, why environmental justice? What do you do within the space in advocating for the rights of reclaimers? Yeah. So I, I never had the term for it as well. <laughs> I think a guy at a stakeholders engagement with Barbara Kiss Chrissy gave me the term. Mm. Um, and he said, I liked how you were advocating for waste reclaimers. I was like, Waste reclaimers, who's <laughs> that? Right. There's also so much dignity in <laughs> exactly. changing the word, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw that people living in an environment, like people living in an environment that is dirty and are solving that issue are not getting benefits for their efforts. Mm. Sure. In most cases, it's people who are disadvantaged and they, they might not be able to maybe attend a stakeholder engagement, um, at a national level, um, maybe because of, different um limiting factors sure. even at local level like people who are the thing about poverty is it limits you mm. right and you think certain things are only for a certain group of people and that another person would have to make a decision for you um so much so that i as one of one of those people who grew up in a township i know that i, I was experiencing that I thought to myself, oh, okay, now that someone else believed in me that I, I can and I have the power to speak for myself and to speak for other people as well in these kind of situations, then, then let me get to these um, platforms and then get to bring other young people as well or other people as well from these spaces, n- not physically, but then bring their voices as well, sure. right? And then that's when... I, I started that. I would like, mm. like legit, like I would like, I, st- I remember that I stood up, um, and I said, um, cause there was a, a waste management segment mm-hmm. and I stood up and I started to, to share some of the issues at local level. And that's like townships, townships at local level. I started to share those issues with the minister. That minister is maybe not aware that there's a group of people that is called waste reclaimers. And their rights are not fully met, right? And in a nice diplomatic way, say it's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. And yeah, just to bring, I think that that's, that's where the justice element in the work that I've been doing came about. Mm. Now it's cool to see. And I think you create your own interpretation of environmental justice yeah. to be able to work with other young people go top down that's great but i want to talk about something you said you started like in grade 10 mm-hmm. that's young yeah so going back from then outside of the swap shop 
what are some of the broader things that you've been doing? Because it sounds like you've been doing a lot. <laughs> so I'm part of uh, YPC, as I've mentioned earlier, and Youth Policy Committee. And um, I'm part of Sustainable Communities, the thematic group and Global Change. And we've been able to launch the South African Youth Climate Action Plan, the first ever Mm. South African Youth Climate Action Plan. And I was fortunate to be the provincial lead for Mpumalanga. That's good. That's great. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Just to bring voices of other young people Mm. from my province into... And have their voices represented as well into in, in, in that national document, right? And um yeah, that's some of the work that I've done. And um I've also uh I'm an alumni of a program still within Youth at Sire called SIP. It is a community engagement exchange program. Mm-hmm. And I created um, from scratch my own project which is called Access for Growth and I'm currently um, working on securing funding for that. What does that project uh, entail? What is that? Yeah, so Access for Growth is a is a project that has been brewing in, in, in my in my head for the longest time. I've seen a couple of projects that have been uh, done in, in different um, townships and I felt they're not doing justice and I felt like this is the one project that I want to be for people in townships mm. and have them define what they want the project to do for them. So this is going to be like a, a youth lab, basically, um, where we're going to offer internet and computers to disadvantaged students. Um, so for now, I'm thinking starting at Ember. Because that's the nearest township from where I stay and start there and then see what happens. So some of the key activities is um, providing data at most of the schools because most of the schools do have library, like interlibraries, but they don't have internet. Internet is for teachers and admin or for staff. Um, so provide internet, provide computers, and then also provide leadership and um, career profiling. Sure, I think your story just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Like, when we think we're done, I listened to your initial story and I was like, okay, this is great. Then I, then you just keep, it just literally keeps getting better yeah. and better, right? But I think as a closing question, what would you say to young South Africans, young South Africans living in townships, who live in rural areas, who really want to get involved in activism? Mm. You said earlier, you mentioned earlier how you were looking for that one idea, mm. right? How do you find this one idea? How do mm. you go about, like, where do you start? Mm. Maybe my school is clean mm. and I don't need to, like, start a, a, yeah. like, a, a pickup campaign. Yeah. But where do I start? How do I get involved in policy work? Yeah, I think it starts with identifying a problem and then what you want to do with that problem. And then from there, think about solutions, right? And then from the problem to solutions, Think about ways that would get you to the solution part. Mm. And that is, like, Google is nice because you you get to Google a lot of things, right? (laughs) Like, if, if, if your school is clean, as you said, but there's, I don't know, bullying. Let's take bullying, for example, Mm. or I don't know, uh, discrimination or whatever Mm. issue there is, or like a, a social issue. Just Googling already existing programs within mm. that space, right? And then send those emails. Uh, you're probably going to look dumb or like 
stupid. Mm. Send those emails to those people. Like, tell them you want to get involved. Yeah, what's the worst that can happen? Exactly. <laughs> like, go ahead. You're young, so you're going to make mistakes as well. And you're not saying you know everything, but... It's just taking that initiative to say, mm-hmm. there's an issue and I'm not going to sit here and, and marvel at it. I want to do something about it, right? Mm-hmm. And and then that's how you get involved. Go and volunteer. If there's an issue about like inequalities, social inequalities, go and volunteer at a local department or a local program or community service that does work that is related to that issue. Go and volunteer. Spend time there. Get as much information as you can, um, skills. Mm. And then from there, I think at the more you work on something, the more... It'll come naturally. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think what I love about what you've just said is just the importance of that collaboration, right? Inclusivity, like not just starting things in isolation, mm. but knowing that things already exist and just yeah. immersing yourself in yeah. that, learning as much as you can. Yeah. And at a point where you feel like, okay, no, I think I got this. This idea is mature enough. Mm. Like being like King Solomon and, you know, <laughs> launching another big idea. You know, ah. That's all we have time for today, friends. Thank you so much, King, for being here, sharing your inspiring story. It was great. I told you I had goosebumps the entire time. Um, the King has definitely spoken. You know, we're running with that joke. We're your co-host, Zair Suleiman, and I'm joined by my co-host with the most, Bonolo Moikanyani. Thank you for listening and join us next time to hear more stories of young people taking action and making change in their communities, just like King. The Youth Tell All podcast is a production from Youth at Zaya, the youth programs at the South African Institute for International Affairs. Youth at Zaya is focused on giving a voice to young Africans to tackle the major issues that confront them, while building capacity to engage with policymakers at national, regional, and international levels. Youth at Zaya empowers youth with the skills to become continental leaders with a commitment to co-creation, collaboration, inclusivity, decolonization, social justice, and intersectionality. Our broader thematic areas cover climate change, gender, education, employment, and sustainable and regenerative futures. This series has been made possible with the financial support of the Embassy of Finland in Pretoria. This episode was produced by Kiara Worth and Desiree Kashulik in collaboration with Solid Gold Podcast Studios. The Youth at Saya leadership team includes Desiree Kashulik, Titebojo Lebia, Lucille Naidu, and Itumaleng Impure. Story development has been done by Kiara Worth. If you have a story to share or want to learn more about our podcast, our programs, or how to get involved in youth activism, head to our website at saya.org.za slash youth. That's S-A-I-I-A dot org dot Z-A forward slash youth. Youth at Saya is across social media sites too. So find us wherever you are. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember, youth, youth are leading. leading.